Welcome to the Financially Intelligent Physicians Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. David Norris, and together we will be discussing what they didn't, or rather oftentimes, won't teach you in medical school or residency. Now, my mission and purpose is to help you develop the practice you desire through business education. And over the course of these podcasts, we're going to cover topics such as leadership, financial intelligence, patient satisfaction, process improvement, negotiations, and many more. In this episode, we're going to talk about the performance element of exemplary patient care. Um, Performance is providing good care, exemplary care. Productivity is meeting the needs and designing the systems that meet the needs of your patients. And the performance um, is really doing that to the best of your ability and really doing an outstanding job. Um, They really go hand in hand, productivity and performance. Um, As you develop uh, your processes, you're going to use both and they kind of merge together um, very, very nicely. Um, As you begin to really focus on the quality of the care that you provide your patients, um, you're going to want to invest time and money and energy into focusing on uh, some particular aspects of the quality of care. Now, it's important to remember that... um, The quality of the care you deliver is um, more of a function, well, it's part of a function of the care you deliver and the right right treatment, making the right diagnosis, but um, it's also uh, their perception of you and the care that you deliver. And um, uh, there's some things that you can do to influence uh, that perception. And um, so let's spend a couple minutes talking about some important aspects that are going to help you um, uh, provide exemplary patient care. Number one is access and availability. You know, do your patients have access to you in your office when they need it? Um, is it easy for your patients to find you and your office? Um, uh, is it easy for them to book a schedule, an appointment with you? Is it something they can do online or do they have to call and be held in a phone queue for a while? Um, you know, you have to, you want to know what are the potential obstacles patients, uh, might experience while trying to get in to see you, whether it's the location of your office, um, or uh, actually making the appointment. You also want to know how available, um, are you when your patients, uh, need you the most? I mean, are you available when they need you the most? And, um, uh, and then, you know, again, how long must a patient wait in order to get on your schedule? Um, is it months out? Is it weeks out? Uh, is it days out? Those are important things to think about. Then number two, <clears throat> you want to think about the aesthetics and the comfort and the cleanliness of your place of business. Um, you know, what's your office look like? Is it up to date? Is your clinic clean? Um, and remember that a lot of that perception uh, comes from the senses. So how does it, see, you know, what do they see? Does it does it look bright and clean and sterile? Um, uh, is it quiet and peaceful? Um, are there any particular uh, odors that might uh, have a, a, an effect upon your patients? Um, is your waiting area nice and tidy? Are your exam room spotless and clean? These are all things that the patients take in. They may not necessarily be cognizant of the time they take it in, but all these senses and all that data they collect as they go through your practice influence their perception of the quality of the care that you give them. Okay. Then the third thing you want to think about um, is really um, 
how you and your staff display concern, empathy, and uh, friendliness towards the patient. So, you know, are you and your staff, do you guys demonstrate concern and empathy for the patient? Um, you know, are you and your team friendly to the patient? And are you friendly to each other in front of the patient? That's important uh, as well. You know, how do you, um, how do you go about showing your concern and compassion for the patient? You know, what actions and words do you use that you can point to as evidence for your empathy, for the compassion and the care that you provide the patient? You know, Easy ways are, do you smile? Do your people smile? How helpful are your people? Um, and um, are they, um, are you and your, your people, are they patient when the patients don't understand or know what they are to do? Um, I think sometimes that we get so lost and this is our job, this is what we do every day, we, we lose track of this um, fact that many of our people probably don't have the medical background and it may take a little extra time or saying things in a different way such that they understand what they need to do. But we need to be patient when we give those instructions and discuss uh, the therapy. Um, the, number, the next one, number four, would be communication. And this is incredibly important. Um, you know, do you communicate with your patients in a prompt, succinct, and direct manner? Um, and do you seek confirmation that they understand um, what you intended to communicate to them? Do you, do you ask for feedback to see whether or not they truly understood and received the information the way you intended? Um, oftentimes, uh, patients will hear the things they want to hear, but not necessarily the things they don't want to hear. Um, that's just the way the human mind works. Uh, your job is to make certain they heard the whole message and the whole understanding. You know, it's amazing. My parents will both go to the same physician. You know, when my wife goes or my mom goes with my dad to the oncologist or my dad goes with my my mother to the um, uh, uh, endocrinologist, they walk away and, it, and it's, it's almost laughable sometimes how they each came away with hearing something different. Um, however, as a physician and a provider, it's really our job to make certain that everybody who's in that room when we're having that discussion understands exactly what we're trying to get across. Uh, and that's the important part of being uh, communicating. And the other thing you want to make certain is when you communicate, you communicate when you say you're going to communicate. If you say, we will get back to you with these results in a week, you better get back to them within a week. Because if you don't, I guarantee you the perception of the quality of the care that you're giving will drop if you don't keep your word. The number five is competency. You know, what level, uh, what's the skill level of your people in your practice? What's your skill level? Are you and your people competent in the care you provide? And do you and your people focus on continuing education, you know, self-improvement, making certain you stay on top of the data uh, that's out there in, in, in journals? You know, and so it's important to know what programs are available to you and your staff so they can stay up to date and, you know, Actually ask yourself, what are my uh, CME requirements? Do I have different CME requirements or different continuing education requirements than, say, the state might? You know, the state has, you know, the base needs, but maybe for your staff, depending on your specialty, you may want them to take so many hours or so many different classes in a particular area, say, in your area, rather than just general broad topics. Something to think about. 
And then number six is you want to be responsive and flexible. You know, are you responsive to your patient's needs? Um, are you able to anticipate their needs? You know, knowing <clears throat> when your patients might have needs is going to help you better accomplish um, that because if 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 you can anticipate their needs and when they show up and you meet them immediately, the perception of the quality of the care that you deliver raises uh, rises dramatically in the patient. The other thing you might want to think about is you might want to be flexible because, you know, uh, you never know when a patient might need something, but you want to be flexible so that you're able to meet those within reason. And one thing might be you set aside time for emergent or urgent visits. Um, you just kind of block out a little bit of time to work people in because it happens. Or if you're in a big group, uh, maybe you have a minor med uh, or an urgent care room or slot and a particular physician might cover that for that day. But you want to be able to build that in because um, that, uh, I think, is a, a, is a standard expectation of patients. They want to be able to get in to see their providers if, if and when they want to. And, you know, I think it's important as well. You need, want to be flexible and understanding, um, particularly maybe if your patients are late, you know. Um, we expect our patients to tolerate when we're running late, but if some, I've seen some physicians who don't tolerate when the patient's running late. And I think we just need to take a step back and realize, you know, we all have things that happen in life, um, and we all can run late sometimes, you know, and everybody lives with different stressors and different obstacles. We're all human after all. Being a little patient with your patients um, and showing that little flexibility is going to go a long way. Now, there's nothing wrong with pointing out the fact that they were behind you, that they showed up late, but you're still going to be flexible and work them in. If it's a chronic uh, thing and it happens habitually with that patient, that's something different. But if it's a you know a one-off or something, be patient. Um, you know, show a little compassion, and I guarantee you, their perception of you uh, will only rise. Now, uh, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about how we want to pick metrics when we're when we're thinking about uh, our performance uh, um, uh, aspect of exemplary patient care. And you know, I, I'm not real certain which is more difficult: paint, picking paint colors with my wife or picking the right quality metrics of a practice. And that's because there are so many different ways to slice the data. You want to be real careful with the parameters you choose, and you want to make certain that they're relevant, meaningful, and actionable. So here are some real quick tips to help you pick the right metrics in your practice. Number one, you want to know your mission and purpose. I've said before, your mission is what you do, and your purpose is why you do it. And you want to make certain you have those in hand before you begin to pick the metrics um, that are going to help define, measure and define the quality of the pra uh, care you deliver. Um, then you want to determine what must happen next. So after you've picked, you know, reviewed your mission and purpose, you're going to pick some goals and then work backwards as you design a process that's going to help you achieve those goals. You know, and after you've outlined your process, you're going to know where the critical points are and you can begin to understand um, the actions that must occur. And then you're going to be able to focus on um, designing metrics that are going to help you monitor uh, the um, productivity and the performance of your processes. And for example, some of these might be after you've designed the process and you know where your bottlenecks are, um, you might pick that as something that you want to watch. Or you know where your patient satisfaction touch points are in the process. Maybe you design a, pro a, a metric that helps guide and uh, uh, survey that uh, aspect of your care. Um, then number three is you want to determine what actions are possible. Once you know the results that you desire, 
it's then time to determine the steps uh, that you're going to need to take. Um, and um, you might be able to achieve the same results with a variety of different approaches, but the, what you want to do is you want to spend some time and figure out um, which steps are best for you, for your budget, for your people, for your patients, and for your budget. Then uh, number four is after you've picked your results uh, or your metrics, you want to you basically ask, can I act on these results of this metric? Is it possible to affect the process and change the outcome if I follow and act upon the metric data? And if the answer is no, then it might be worth it to choose a different metric. Um, because that brings us number four is, is the information gained by the metric worth the cost? You know, everything in life has an opportunity cost and it costs money to gather data, whether that's the EMR, a piece of software or somebody plugging the information into the computer. Um, you're going to have costs associated with the metric. So if the metric costs a lot of money, but you can't do anything about it, uh, question, maybe that's not the best way to spend our time and money. Um, and then some costs, some metrics are so costly uh, that uh, it might not be worth the cost of the metric. Um, and then number six, uh, you will ask yourself, will the use of this metric allow for or encourage undesirable behaviors um, by the individuals being measured with the metric. And I've seen this happen many times in many metrics uh, in many organizations. And the people will modify their behaviors to reach the metric goal. Uh, but the intent of, the, of, of what you're trying to do, the outcome that's desired, really doesn't happen. You know, This happens a lot in sales. I've seen it. And I've also seen it happen in, in, in clinical practices, too, in terms of performance uh, metrics for pay and stuff. So just be careful and uh, make certain that the metric you pick uh, does not put you at risk for undesirable behaviors. Well, I'm very happy you decided to invest in yourself today. It's the best investment you're ever going to make. Thanks for listening. And if you're enjoying these podcasts, please share them with your friends and colleagues. And be sure to check out my books at Barnes & Noble or Amazon, as well as my online courses at davidnorrismdmba.com. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next time.